You're listening to the Boogeyman's Closet Podcast. Explicit language and spoilers ahead. You've been warned. And we are back for yet another episode of the Boogeyman's Closet. As always, I am Mike Alvarez. Chris Hilver. Susie Hunt. And we are up to our third werewolf movie. It's episode 135 with Ginger Snaps from 2000. Uh, It's an hour and 48 minutes, directed by John Fawcett, who we would know from a lot of TV shows. He did stuff like Xena, uh, Blade, the TV series, Flashpoint, uh, Queer as Folk, Lost Girl, Orphan Black. He's all over television. Um, but yeah, let's go around the table and see what everyone thinks about this early 2000s classic. Uh, Susie, we'll toss it over to you to start with. What do you think? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get real deep and philosophical. I love <laughs> this movie. That's not the deep philosophical part. I really like how it explores like sexual awakening yes. with puberty. Um, and it, the whole thing just plays into that. I Watching it critically... Ginger really turns into a real fucking bitch. <laughs> yes, she does. <laughs> like, wow. And Bridget, I mean, you can't help but feel bad for her. She feels left behind. You know, the whole, like, suicide pact that's so, like, ni- you know, late 90s goth. Like, mm-hmm. ooh. I just, I love this movie. This is this is one that I will, actually, it's on, it's in my list on Shudder. Um, because I like it so much, and that is streaming on that platform right now. So, yeah, it, I love... It, go ahead. If it was 90s goth, then why the hell are we listening to crappy radio rock the whole movie? Because <laughs> it was Canada. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, blame Canada. <laughs> they do things differently there. <laughs> <laughs> well, Maurice, what, what are your thoughts on this flick? I like the movie. Uh, I'm not, like... I know you two love the movie. I, I just like it. I, I don't know. I've seen it a few times. It's just, you know, like I said, I've been saying the whole werewolf thing. But now when we get to next week, that's a movie I love. Yes. I'll be right. excited about that. So that's my, that's my wolf. <laughs> <laughs> but, you're, you're more classic wolf, man. Yeah. I have to say, though, this was, it's probably, in my opinion, in my opinion, better than the other two movies we covered. Really? You like it better than American Werewolf? Yeah. Wow, okay. Um, You know, probably because of the goth girls, but... (laughs) (laughs) I I mean, uh, Catherine Elizabeth. uh, Yeah, I think think every guy in the early 2000s had a huge crush on her. Yeah. I I think that's one of the main reasons why I I like it so much, but... um, (laughs) No, it's it's a good movie. It's not a bad movie. Um, give her, you know, if you get rid of that crappy rock music that they played throughout the whole movie, but um, I like how uh, every, all the effects were practical. Yes, he didn't want to, he didn't want to use CGI, so that's that's great. You know, well, and especially at that era because the early two thousand CGI was real bad. Yeah. 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 It probably would have made the movie look worse, to be honest. Yeah. But no, I mean, you know, the acting's 
the acting is good. Uh, I mean, other than the, the idiot stoners and the jacks that I couldn't stand, but <laughs> I could, you know, the douche canoes. That's what I call them. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, I can't say much for the music because I've already said it a couple times now it was crap. Um, the acting was good. Overall movie was good. Uh, I love the effects. So overall, I, I like the movie. I, I don't want to sound negative because I do like the movie. Yeah. I, I'm i just, you know, I don't love it like you guys love it, you know, but. Well, yeah, I mean, the genre isn't your cup of tea as well. As Stone Cold would say, that's all I got to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> now, I I absolutely love this film. Um, I mentioned it multiple times this month already. This is one of those movies that um, I was a little late to the game. Um, I want to say. I think it was like 2001 by the time I finally saw it, because I know when I finally watched it, uh, Ginger Snaps Unleashed was like right around the corner. So it it was like, you know, coming out in like a month, I think. Um, But yeah, I watched it with Jess for the first time and and we both just fell in love with this movie. It's it's very it's very um, what's the word I'm looking for? Not not, I don't want to say dated. It is a little dated, but. It has some major plot holes when you're watching it critically. Um, and there, there's a lot of stuff that it's like, how the fuck did no one see that? <laughs> like, right. there's a lot of those moments. So, I mean, you, you got to put your mind in the right place to watch something like this because it is a low budget horror movie. But I, 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 I don't mean to interrupt, but are you talking about the fact that they were contracting the acne when they turned? Well, I mean, that's one of the things like, (laughs) how the hell did no one notice something is wrong with this dude? And, you know, he didn't change his clothes for like a week. Um, I mean, he was, well, no, he wasn't one of the stoners, was he? Um, He was hanging out with the stoners, yeah. Yeah, but he was more of a dude bro. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, those guys, you know, they wear the same clothes all week, so... (laughs) I mean, uh, yeah, good point. Good point. (laughs) Smell the ass of their jeans, you know, to do it. Yeah. Bloodhound gang would say. Um, (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's it's a really fun movie. Actually, I I love the whole trilogy. Um, This is definitely my favorite of the bunch. But part two and the prequel are also really fun movies. And um, I I just really like the dynamic between um, Emily Perkins and Catherine Elizabeth. Like they feel like sisters. Like, they they really do play it off well. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it, overall, fantastic film. It, it's definitely an example of a low-budget film that uh, is worth your time. So I can't really say anything more about the special effects that Maurice, you know, didn't say already. Um, it's, they're just great. They're really good for the budget. So I was glad they went practical as well. But... So for anyone who doesn't know what the hell we're talking about and has never seen this movie, uh, it, it's mainly about it's it's two death obsessed sisters uh, who are kind of like outcasts in their neighborhood in school. They're the goth chicks um, and they must deal with tragic consequences when one of them is bitten by a werewolf. So it uh, it gets pr- it, it actually ramps up pretty fucking quick. It's yeah. like 20 minutes in and shit's going bad. <laughs> so. It moves at a good clip, which we all agree is important. Yeah, I mean, and it actually is a longer film. It's like an hour and 48 minutes. So mm-hmm. it's, that's, I was surprised it was that long. When yeah. I saw the 
time. I was like, wow, I thought this would be like an hour and a half movie. I, I feel like it's much shorter than it is because it does move at such a good pace. Um, so it, it was it was surprising to me when I was doing the notes and I was like, wait, it's an hour and 48 minutes. <laughs> I was like, holy shit, look at that. But, um, yeah, let's go through the cast here. We have uh, Bridget Fitzgerald, played by Emily Perkins, who we would know from the TV miniseries of It. Uh, she plays Beverly. She's also in the other Ginger Snaps movies, Ginger Snaps Unleashed and Ginger Snaps Back. She was also in Dead Like Me, Juno, Supernatural, The X-Files, Prozac Nation, bunch of stuff. Then we have uh, Ginger Fitzgerald, played by Catherine Elizabeth. We would know her from The X-Files, the TV version of Carrie, Freddy vs. Jason, the other Ginger Snaps films, uh, Supernatural, 30 Days of Night, Darkest Days, that abomination of a film. Um, American Mary, which if you guys have not seen, it is fucking awesome. That's a good movie. I really enjoy that film. Um, she's also in See No Evil 2, which is a rare example of a sequel being way better than the original. <laughs> um, and then uh, 88 and the uh, TV Hannibal. Then we have Sam, played by Chris uh, Lemke. He was in Goosebumps, Existence, Final Destination 3, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Haven. Uh, Pamela Fitzgerald, played by Mimi Rogers, who we would know from Gung Ho, uh, Tales from the Crypt, Beauty Rest. Dream On, Austin Powers, Lost in Space, The X-Files, Penny Dreadful, and most recently, Ash vs. Ash the Evil Dead. Um, then we have Jason, played by Jesse Moss. Uh, he was in The Outer Limits, Prozac Nation, Final Destination 3, The Uninvited, Tucker and Dale vs. Evil, Wolf Cop, and Supernatural. So we already saw him once on Tucker and Dale. He was the, the crazy um, rape baby, I guess. <laughs> the, the, the hillbilly baby. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> then we have Henry Fitzgerald, played by uh, John uh, was it Burgess. He was in Friday the 13th, the series, Murder at 1600, Witchblade, Flashpoint, and X-Men, Apo- X-Men the Apocalypse. Um, he was hilarious. The dad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and every scene he was in, I was laughing at. Because he's just <laughs> so fucking clueless, the whole movie. <laughs> That's yeah, when he finally does have a point, like, the mom just brushes him off. Like, oh, you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> but um, we open up with shots of Bailey Downs, which is the second time we've seen this town. As it was the town that a Christmas horror story takes place in. Ah, um, uh, yes. You know, it's, I always forget about that. And then when I when I saw, like, it said Bailey Downs, I'm like, wait, why does that sound from? Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so we, we pan to a mom raking leaves while her kid plays in a sandbox in the backyard. The kid then smears blood on his lip, his lips from something in the sandbox. She looks over and sees a severed dog paw in the sandbox with her son. She looks to their dog and finds his mutilated, mutilated corpse laying outside of his doghouse, and she screams. Now, here's my first question of people not being fucking observant. That doghouse wasn't hidden. It was just in the backyard with them. Yep. How did she not see the freaking chaos that was this blood splattered pooch all over the back of their house? Right. And his name is Baxter, which made me think of my brother's dog because that is my brother's dog's name. Oh, no. (laughs) Yeah. And Baxter is his best friend. Oh, (laughs) but I just that I never noticed it not watching it critically, like just watching it to watch it. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's that's fucked up. Watching it critically, I'm like, wait a second. How did you not see that? Right. (laughs) 
So then we get the title card and we meet Bridget as she leaves her garage with some power tools, a can of gasoline and an extension cord. <laughs> what is she up to? So mom runs out into the front yard. Or, well, the mom of this small child runs out into the front yard, screaming, screaming at, to the neighborhood at large. It got our dog. It got our Baxter. She falls to her knees and cries and everyone just goes back about their business. Yep. <laughs> like, not my problem. <laughs> So Bridget goes inside, and this is where we meet Ginger for the first time, who is playing with a knife at her wrist. So we find out a few things here. There's the Beast of Bailey Downs, which is killing animals, um, and everyone just kind of knows about it. Uh, Ginger and uh, Bridget are pretty much hated by everybody and are loners. They seem fascinated and obsessed with death, and I was like, like any normal teenager. Right. And... They discuss a suicide pact and how they should go. Basically, they have that. What do they say? Uh, out by 16 or dead in the scene? Something like that. Uh, out by 16 or dead on the scene together the forever. Scene. Yes, that's what it was. So basically, we find out here that, uh, you know, they, they plan to kill themselves if they can't get out. So we cut to Ginger seemingly dead impaled on a picket white fence or white picket fence. And uh, <laughs> Bridget comments. There's too much blood, and I can see your gaunch. Now, I had I had no idea what that was. I had to look that up. I'm like, what the fuck is a gaunch? <laughs> uh, apparently, it means underwear. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I did not know this. Because <laughs> I was like, is that is that like your gooch? Like, what is that? <laughs> but so now we get the, uh, like, Ginger tells her to shut up and take the picture, and we get the opening credits alongside a series of death photos that the girls have staged. And, and now, so- this opening credit se- sequence is really fucking great. Oh, yeah, it, it's very early 2000s, too, though. Like, the way the music was going and the, the, title, or the title credits would kind of, like, flash on the screen and, like, twist mm-hmm. and turn and fall away. <laughs> it's like... That was in every horror movie from, like, 97 to 2005. Yep. House on Haunted Hill. Yep. (laughs) That was actually the the first one I thought of. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, so I I do like how it transitions, though. It transitions from all these death photos to a slideshow that they're putting on at their school. (laughs) Love the fucking teacher's look. Because when the slideshow ends, all the kids clap and cheer. And, you know, Ginger looks really happy with herself. Bridget looks a little nervous. And the teacher just looks horrified. Yep. He's like, well, um, uh, that, that, what, well, <laughs> like he didn't know what to say. He's like, that, that was completely disturbing. Mm-hmm. And he, he tells them both to see him in the guidance office after class. And then one of the kids excitedly asked to see the pictures of Ginger again. Um, she looks, you know, pleased with her, with the, the reaction and Bridget looks more embarrassed. Now we find out that this kid is Jason who wants to fuck Ginger. Yeah. Douche canoe. Yes. <laughs> so we cut to the girls smoking during gym class while they're outside playing field hockey. And, uh, the guys from class are oogling Ginger. Well, you know, Jason is at least. And, um, while the other guys are commenting that he's nuts. And we, we get this whole thing here where the girls joke about death and pick a random classmate to uh, kind of mock how they would die and they pick on Trina um, and uh, one of her friends overhears them talking about her. So they go and tell Trina and she gets pissed. So once they get out onto the field, Trina decides to run and knock over Bridget. Um, And this is, this is my second question of how the fuck do you people not notice? Right. 
She fell into a dead dog carcass. On the field. Yep. Like, it's not like there was any shrubbery to disguise it. You're on a fucking hockey field. Like, why did no one see the mutilated Rottweiler? I I, I don't get it. They were too focused on the game. Clearly. <laughs> it wasn't even the game, it was practice. What's that? It was it wasn't even the game, it was practice. It was it was gym class. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, she Bridget freaks out. She's covered in blood and and runs off while all the girls laugh at her. And uh, Ginger tells Trina never to touch her sister again. And she goes, make me freak. And I was like, oh, we know this bitch going to get it. Yep. (laughs) So Ginger goes to find Bridget in the locker room and she sees uh, a janitor giving her a towel to clean up. Ginger immediately accuses this guy of looking down Bridget's shirt like she thinks he's a pedo. Which will come back later. Um, Ginger offers to kill Trina and Bridget asks, what about torture? Now, we cut to them after school watching Trina walking her dog. And they decide they're going to kidnap the dog and make it look like it was eaten by the Beast of Bailey Downs. This is where we also meet Sam, the local drug dealer. (laughs) Who Trina seems very smitten with. And he just completely ignores. Oh my god, she's like, okay, bye! She keeps trying to talk to him while he's just selling drugs to the other kids. And he's just like, get the fuck out of here. No interest. So, <laughs> so he takes off. <clears throat> the girls go to leave and Jason comes up to uh, Ginger. And he goes, so uh, Fitz, I think we should get together. And she just stares at him like a deer in headlights and goes, no. It <laughs> just walks away. <laughs> Her reaction is so fucking good. And then he's like, oh, bitch. Just total dude, bro. Yep. <laughs> Douche canoe. Maybe <laughs> nobody, like, was alarmed by the his transformation because they thought maybe he caught the face herp. <laughs> They're like, well, that's what you get. <laughs> yeah. What is that line from Superstar? Boys, girls have a button and boys have a pole and dirty touching soon takes its toll. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, I forgot about that. It's like my favorite quote from that movie. One of them. <laughs> oh, it's been a long time since I've seen that. But we, uh, the girls come home to their overly cheerful mom, who we find out throughout the movie they can't stand. <laughs> and uh, we get our our first awkward dinner scene with the family. Where dad is just eating his chicken, trying to ignore what's going on. Mom is talking about how the girls need to get their periods soon. <laughs> because You know, typical a... family dinner convo. Right. And dad just looks uncomfortable. He's like, I'm, I'm just going to eat my chicken. <laughs> <laughs> so the girls start, you know, joking about death and illness to make them uncomfortable. Eventually the girls get up and leave the table. And uh, mom says, your father and I have counseling tonight. I don't want you going out. The beast is still on the loose. I love how they're just like, there's a beast out there. (laughs) (laughs) Like, this is a normal thing. And then dad goes, they never go out. And she goes, oh, well, you're a big help as usual. (laughs) This this guy can't do nothing right through the whole movie. So now we smash cut to the girls outside (laughs) because, you know, they're not going to listen. to Why not? (laughs) And they're on their way to kidnap Trina's dog. They find yet another dead dog on their way to Trina's house and decide that they can use it to better fake her dog's death. 
they go to pick it up. Bridget comments that it's still warm and it's fucking leg falls off. Which is really great. Oh, it's it's especially the sound. It's like a schloop kind of sounds like, ah, come on. And uh, then Bridget looks over at Ginger and says, like, you got you got some on you. She looks down and sees blood on her inner thigh. She touches it and realizes that she just got her first period. And (laughs) because she goes, I just got the curse. And Bridget goes, ew. (laughs) Like her reaction (laughs) is price. And she goes, well, it's not contagious. (laughs) I just, Mom I wishes that, that it was. Right? <laughs> so they decide to leave, and then Ginger is suddenly attacked by the Beast of Bailey Downs and is dragged off screaming into the night. So Bridget gets a, goes... Gets attacked because it could smell her womanly scent. Yep. They, they make a comment on that later about bears being able to, to yeah. smell. And she was like, well, it wasn't a fucking bear. <laughs> But they, uh, so Bridget goes running toward Ginger's screams, trying to find her, but she's completely lost her. Suddenly, Ginger comes screaming out of the darkness and tackles her, begging for help. The beast attacks her again, clawing her and biting at her. Bridget attacks the beast with her camera, getting it off of Ginger, and the two run for it. They run across the street, narrowly avoid getting hit by Sam, <laughs> Sam the drug dealer in his drug van. <laughs> dun da <dun>, da. <dun. laughs> drug man. The beast isn't so lucky. <laughs> and this is this is a great effect shot because we see the werewolf like come out into the road and just get fucking splattered. Like when the van hits, it's just bloods everywhere. Yep. So <laughs> Ginger and, and Bridget take the fuck off. They're like, peace, we're done. <laughs> and he gets out to take a look at what he hit. And we could just see this writhing, twitching mass of blood and gunk. And he's like, oh, fuck me. So, I mean, if you hit something that big, what the fuck would you do? I don't know. I mean, that would be a comprehensive claim, so it wouldn't make your insurance go up. (laughs) Unless it was a person you hit, in which case you're fucked. (laughs) Well, he does make a comment about the human uncircumcised dick that it had. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, again, like, I, I, yeah, I would, I don't know what the fuck I would do in this situation. So we smash cut to the girls arriving home, screaming for help. Ginger looks half dead. Bridget goes to clean Ginger's wounds, but impossibly they're already healing. She wants to call 911, but Ginger stops her, making her promise not to call, telling her that, look, you know, I'm okay now. So that night while Ginger sleeps, Bridget uh, pries the last photo out of her now damaged Polaroid camera, and we see the face of the werewolf on the last photo. So clearly a monster out there. Uh, the next day, Ginger and Bridget are at the store getting tampons. <laughs> and Ginger looks like she's dying. Yep. <laughs> I love this because this is where Bridget's like, are you sure it's just cramps? And she's like, just so you know, the words just and cramps don't go together. I mean, she's not wrong. I was going to say, I, ha- I have enough women in my life to know you don't say that. <laughs> that's That's not okay. But... They run into Jason at the store, who tells Ginger that he has three sisters and nothing takes the edge off like a good toke. So she goes with him and his buddies to smoke in Sam's drug van. And then they get busted by Sam. Right. Well, outside we see uh, Bridget looking at the front of the van and see that it's all smashed in. And Sam comes over and uh, she asks him what he hit. He chuckles and says, well, officer, it looked like a lycanthrope to me. 
She goes, I know what a lycanthrope is. And he goes, sure you do. And she goes, you think you see werewolves a lot? And he goes, why do you? I'm like, is lycanthrope really that odd of a word? <laughs> like, I mean, maybe to the uninformed. I'm pretty sure Caleb knows what a lycanthrope is. Yeah, but look who his parents are. Okay, fair point. <laughs> I didn't think of that. But this is where, yeah, Sam hears some giggling in the back of his van and goes to find Ginger and the boys smoking. He kicks him out, clearly annoyed. And Trina comes over with her dog, tries to chat up Sam, much to his annoyance. Ginger and Bridget go to leave, and Trina tells her to stick to her own species. This is where her dog starts going ballistic, barking at Ginger and scaring the hell out of Bridget, making her drop her books and folders, which will be important later. And Ginger just kicks the dog in the jaw at Bridget and her leave while Trina calls her a bitch. Yep. <laughs> so Bridget follows Ginger into the bathroom where we find out that the slashes on her shoulder that, that healed up so quickly are now sprouting white fur. I love this because Ginger's <laughs> like, I can't have a hairy chest being fucked. <laughs> <laughs> it it's a great line it really is but she points Bridget points out that you were bitten at a full moon and she's like hint hint this just pisses off Ginger even more thinks Bridget is making fun of her and uh, suddenly they hear a dripping sound and look down to see blood hitting the floor Bridget convinces her to go see the nurse because once again she's having a very heavy period Oh my god, this nurse is fucking <laughs> bananas. Yes! I love this sequence. Oh, she's got like the diagrams in her office and and she's so happy to talk about a period. <laughs> yep. She probably doesn't get many visitors down there. <laughs> I mean, maybe. literally down there. <laughs> maybe she was just excited to talk about anatomy. <laughs> She was like, a thick, syrupy, voluminous discharge is normal. <laughs> I was and like, then it turns into brown sludge. <laughs> yeah. Like, you had to use the terms thick, are we, are syrupy, and voluminous. Are we talking about periods or oil? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> they hit crude. It's like, mm. oh, man. it's It was just, could you find a better, like a more disgusting way to describe that? Oh, syrupy. Jesus. <laughs> so we cut to the we cut back to the Fitzgerald house. Uh, Mom is doing laundry and finds bloody soaked underwear. Oh, my she God. Seems quite happy. Yes. And then she just like sprays him with the pre-treat smiles and like giddily tosses them in the washing machine. <laughs> I love the mom. She's so like oblivious and, and happy all the time. She's like a, a 50s housewife almost. Yeah. <laughs> she she's, she really is a fun character, though. But we cut back to our second uh, awkward dinner where Bob brings over a cake and announces Ginger is a woman now. <laughs> oh, my God. How mortifying. <laughs> and again, I love Dad's face because he's just eating again like, whoa. <laughs> like, just totally <laughs> blindsided by period talk. And Ginger gets pissed thinking Bridget told. And she's like, I would never tell. And the two head off to the room arguing. You know, Ginger is just, you know, completely pissed about it, you know, saying that, uh, <laughs> say that you told mom and, and you won't shut up about this whole werewolf thing. So basically, like, she thinks Bridget's teasing her and turning on her. Um, she points out that she didn't change at the full moon and it, and it didn't take a silver bullet to put that thing down. So it's not a werewolf. Bridget tries to point out that she's changed and Ginger accuses her of being jealous and the two part ways. 
So now we get the pretty much Bridget's on her own for a little while. So this is really turning into like the cartoon Big Mouth, but a much, much darker version of it. I mean, yeah, you're not wrong. And, <laughs> and Ginger is the hormone monstrous. <laughs> 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 and she's going through changes. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. All we need is the ghost of Duke Ellington. <laughs> That's what this movie was needing. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, man. So we get like a little montage scene uh, of Bridget studying up on werewolves circling the calendar when the next full moon is. And she also finds some razors stuffed full of long blonde fur in the garbage can in their bathroom. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, they were just like, there was matted fur chunks in those razors. Oh, that uh, sounds like a horrible, like early aughts metal band. (laughs) (laughs) Matted fur chunks. Yep. (laughs) Oh God. (laughs) <laughs> we are dwarf invasion. Um, <laughs> I always think of that whenever we talk about early, early 2000 metal bands. <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> I know, right? Oh, Fat and jazz hands, boot to the moon. <laughs> jazz hands, boot to the moon. Oh, Reggie, you got shot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love that album. But anyway. So we cut to, to Ginger at school the next day. She's dressed with like a low cut top and a tight skirt. She also has two blonde streaks going through her red hair. All the students stare and whistle as she walks down the hall with confidence, completely unlike her. Bridget looks taken aback by this. We also see Ginger aggressively trying to make out with Jason, also unlike her. And uh, this is where Sam finds Bridget leaving school and approaches her to try, basically try to tell her he's been looking for her all week. He gives her a Polaroid, which is the one of the werewolf, and tells her, you dropped this by my van. He goes, we both saw it. What the fuck was it? She plays dumb. He goes on to say that he flattened an animal, but there's, but here he is thinking lycanthrope. He tells her that he knows that's crazy, so book him in the rubber room. And she goes, what if you're not crazy? And he goes, he says, well, that would explain the human circumcised dick then. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? <laughs> And he goes, and why you're running from your or running for your life from it. So she thanks him. She's for a virgin. Sh- She's just afraid. <laughs> She's like, ah, penis. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> she thanks him for her stuff and leaves in a hurry. He asks, what's her, you know, he's like, what's your name? But she doesn't turn back. So we cut to that night. Bridget is, is uh, marking down the days on their calendar until the next full moon. She hears something. She sneaks over to Ginger's bed and slowly pulls back the covers and sees something moving in Ginger's underwear just above her butt. (laughs) She pulls her undies down and finds a little nubby tail wagging. She sees something wagging. (laughs) Bridget freaks out, understandably so, and gets back into bed. The next day, she goes to see Sam. She makes it sound like she's the one that's infected and changing into a werewolf. Uh, she tells him that it has nothing to do with the full moon and everything she's read tells her silver bullet gun to the head. That's the only way out. He tells her that his van took care of the thing pretty easy. So let's forget the Hollywood rules. They come to the conclusion that there must, there must be some kind of cure. Otherwise there would be many more werewolves out there. So maybe it's like a virus. 
which is kind of a cool take on this. I, I, I got to give the movie that. That's an interesting concept. He then comments that uh, basically what happens here is he talks about how when he first got his, his ears pierced, he was getting all sorts of infections. And then someone told him to try pure silver and that cleared up the infection immediately. Something about pure metals purifying the blood and all that. So he takes out his earring, his fucking dirty ass earring. He's like, here. And you know who I thought of? <laughs> Who's that? Remember when Tom Thorpe used to take his his gauges out and be like, smell it. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> oh, don't don't smell people's earrings. <laughs> yeah, please. Yeah, don't don't. It's not happy times for anybody. So, yeah, the, we 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 cut back to school. And we see Bridget trying to go talk to Ginger while the others mock her. Like all the, like Trina and the gang are basically making fun of Bridget. Trina and the waves? Yes, exactly. Mm. <laughs> They're making fun of Bridget. And uh, she tries to, to tell, basically trying to tell Ginger that they need to talk. And Ginger's like, oh, do you have an apology? And she, she goes, no. And then her and Jason get in Jason's car and she goes to take off. And Bridget yells, she's ovulating. And then everyone <laughs> loses their shit. <laughs> Rightfully so. Right. So back at home, mom tries to talk to Bridget about Ginger and her changes and excitedly tells her that her time is coming soon. <laughs> Smash cut to, to our really disturbing sex scene with Ginger and Jason in the car. Oh, God. Basically, Ginger rapes him. Yeah. It's like, really... Ick. It's yeah, like because she's like aggressive. Well, first of all, her stomach starts growling, and she she was like hungry. laughs it off. Yeah, she was hungry like the wolf. <laughs> but I'm bumped. Oh lord! But she she plays it off, and she's like, "Oh, you you just you you taste really good." I'm like, "Oh, that's disturbing." You know, she keeps like licking and, and biting at him. And he's like, all right, take, take it easy here. He's like, who's the guy? And she's like, who's the guy? And she throws him down. He just starts screaming. It's like, yeah, that's... Mommy, that's mommy. <laughs> Help. But yeah, so, so Ginger has her way with him. But uh, we cut to Ginger coming back into the bedroom in the middle of the night. And Bridget wakes up and tries to talk to her and sees Ginger has blood on her. She asks Ginger what happened, but Ginger runs to the bathroom to puke. So by this point, it makes it look like she ate Jason. Yep. <laughs> so, Ginger tells Bridget that she gets this ache and that she thought it was for sex, but it's really to rip everything apart. And so it's like, um, you, 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 you killed him, didn't you? Like, that's the whole, this whole sequence. You're being made to think that. Yeah. But yeah, so she goes, she goes, where is he? And she goes next door. So Bridget goes outside and looks in the backyard next door and she goes, you killed Norman. So she killed the neighbor's dog. <laughs> Poor dog. Yep. Now we cut to, to Bridget piercing Ginger's belly button and using the silver earring. Now th this scene is, is it's funny and disturbing. She goes on to talk about how bad the sex with Jason was. We also find out that they didn't use protection here, but I was like, what are they supposed to be? 16 or she's 16 and Bridget's 15, 15 but she skipped a grade cause she's very smart. Yeah. You're, you're 16. All sex is going to be bad. <laughs> Nobody knows what the hell they're doing at that point. <laughs> so yes, of course it was bad. No one's surprised. 
But she's 16 and a werewolf. This is true. <laughs> it might have been bad because he was terrified. <laughs> <laughs> and just sat there like, ah, I don't know what to do. But <laughs> she, um, this is part, this part's pretty cool where, where Bridget goes to pierce Ginger's belly button. And while she's piercing her, we see a bunch of wolf features kind of pop out of Ginger. So she gets like the the werewolf eyes, the fangs, and her nails go to like fucking talons. And then when she goes to like like touch her belly button, you see like her her fingers are like all fucked up and and monstrous. And that that's when Bridget looks down at her fingers with those wide fucking eyes, like oh shit. Um, <laughs> now we cut to the poor neighbor kid finding his dead dog. <laughs> okay, we got it. We got to describe this kid. <laughs> Every time we see him, he's in full hockey gear. Like, pads, helmet, everything. He's got the skates on. This The little pudgy, rotund kid, he comes out in the backyard with a bowl of food going, Norman! Mm. <laughs> and he sees his dead dog and just drops the bowl and screams. Norman's like, not free. Poor, poor sad hockey fatty. Um, but... The next day at school, we see uh, Bridget helping Ginger tape her tail to her inner thigh. <laughs> so and now then, they just think she's a poor, a really poorly made up drag queen. <laughs> exactly. And um, how the hell did she hide that during sex? Maybe he was into it. I, I mean, he probably was paying attention. Yeah, he was probably frozen in fear. He was he was fearing for his life. <laughs> he was like, what's that wagging behind you? I'm confused. <laughs> oh, man. So <laughs> they we cut to, to them outside playing field hockey again while the boys watch. Jason comes up to his friends to brag, but he looks fucked up. Face is all cut up. There's bruises on his neck. He's bleeding from his dick. <laughs> <laughs> I love it because the one guy goes, what, did you get your rag too? And he's like, oh, it must be ink. My, my red pen exploded. And he runs off. <laughs> <laughs> so, done, uh, I done got the face herpaderp. <laughs> well, and at, at this point, it's just like it's open wounds on his face, and yeah. then he gets all the blisters and zits and all that. So uh, Sam shows up and calls Bridget over, much to the dismay of Trina. I love this because Trina's like, "Oh, Sam!" and goes running over, and he's like, "Bridget." She's like, "Oh." <laughs> So he tries to tell her that if Silver doesn't work, he has another idea. She scolds him for coming to see her at school, and he leaves. Now we get the hockey fight. <laughs> Trina tries to pick a fight with Bridget, and Ginger lets out old Wolfie and whoops her ass. I was like, this is reminiscent of Teen Wolf turning into a werewolf on the basketball court. <laughs> but, so after she's done beating her ass, you know, she has to go see the guidance counselor and all that. And we cut to Jason in the bathroom, pissing blood. <laughs> I don't know why it's so funny. I mean, it's a really funny scene because we smash cut from that to him just pissing. He, as soon as it turns red, he's like, Aah! like <laughs> that. <laughs> like any that, other person would. Right. But it's that escalating vibrato scream <laughs> where it starts. Aah! It goes up higher. Oh my god, I was cracking up. <laughs> so he walks past Bridget and she realizes what's going on. 
So Ginger comes over to her and she goes, you gave it to Jason. You had unprotected sex and you infected him. And she just goes, oops, like she doesn't give a shit. So Bridget tells her she has to go see, see Sam and Ginger mocks her. She basically says that Sam wants to get in her pants, yada, yada, yada. And Bridget explains he's the one that's trying to help us with this. And she's like, that's bullshit. He just wants to get in your pants. And she's like, just fuck off. And she goes to leave. She's like, I'll come with you. She's like, that'd be good. <laughs> <laughs> so they she's go starting, to meet. What's that? She's starting to go a little crazy. Oh, yeah, yeah. A little Ginger, bit. <laughs> Ginger is definitely snapping at this point, but I'm bummed. <laughs> and uh, this is where we find out that Sam lives in a greenhouse. <laughs> <laughs> Not, not 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 the color greenhouse, but a greenhouse, an actual, an actual greenhouse. greenhouse. Yeah. <laughs> um, so he's got got all of his. Uh, he had like it was just a big empty greenhouse up front, and then in the the back little bedroom area, he's just got like a whole tarped off section of weed. <laughs> it's like you have an entire greenhouse. What the fuck are you doing? But anyway, so uh, yeah, they go to see Sam talk about they end up talking about homeopathic remedies and how monk's hood is a cousin to wolvesbane but it's safe in small doses he tells her that it's a radical detox that promotes white blood cell growth uh tells her it's perennial and only grows in the spring but he's trying to grow some ginger freaks out calling the whole thing bullshit and accuses sam of being a pervert who wants to fuck bridget <laughs> bridget forces ginger to leave and then tries to apologize for her sister and i love this because sam's like um I, I don't think of you that way. And Bridget just looks mortified. Mm. So. Poor little oh, Bridge. Oh. Yeah. The, the old drug dealer isn't looking to get in your pants. So, oh, Jesus. My cat just scared the shit out of me. <laughs> I didn't you know. heard it here first. Mike pooped his pants on air. Holy crap. I didn't know Bella was, was in the room with me. And she just jumped up on the back of my chair. Hi, Bella. Jesus. Okay. Anyway. Now that I'm startled and pooped, right? You need to clean yourself up. That's eh, all right. It's warm. Um, <laughs> so now we smash cut to Ginger shaving fur off her legs in a rather painful looking shaving sequence. It's not quite cabin fever painful, but it looks pretty fucking painful. <laughs> I just got chills when you mentioned that. That that movie is yeah. That's hard to watch. Yeah. Actually, the sequels are really hard to watch, too. Oh, Patient uh, Zero? Yeah. Yeah, but do you, do you remember part two, where the dude's dick melts off? Yep. <laughs> and they show it? Yep. Yeah, that's that's a, that's an interesting film. Um, but we also see that she's growing a talon out of her ankle, which just really looks painful. And then Mom walks in the bathroom without knocking, and Ginger yanks back the shower curtain and yells at her. Now... Okay. I'm fat. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. Because <laughs> mom goes, oh, you don't have anything I haven't seen before. And Ginger <laughs> yells at her and she's like, okay, gosh, I'll leave. But parents, don't do this to your fucking kids. Like, come on. I That is just, I, I've heard people use that excuse before. Well, I've seen it before. Doesn't matter. Show privacy. Allow your children privacy. <laughs> Especially when they're teenagers. Jesus. That's, ugh. That, that yeah. disturbs me. Because what if they're what if they're growing talons and shit? Right. <laughs> what if they're going through changes? Right. 
But we cut to Bridget coming home and Trina confronts her outside, telling her that Ginger stole her dog and to return it. Bridget tries to tell her that she doesn't know anything about that. There is this line. I'm sorry, but I was laughing my ass off. She goes, he doesn't like you. He's a cherry hound. He only likes virgins like me. And I'm like, what are you doing with that dog? (laughs) (laughs) Like, why was that line in there? Are you implying something? Peanut butter. That's that was where my mind went. I'm like, oh, no. (laughs) If the shoe fits. Lace that bitch up. (laughs) Oh, boy. So then Ginger jumps out of the house and grapples with Trina, dragging her inside while Trina tries to scream. But Ginger's holding her hand over her mouth. They knock over Chekhov's milk from the counter to the floor. And uh, Trina pukes while Ginger is holding her and (laughs) holding her and smacking her. I love it because Ginger is just like popping her in the forehead. Like you need to shut up. (laughs) Just like smacking her every time. And Trina pukes. Ginger freaks out, letting her go, telling her she's disgusting. Trina grabs a knife, telling them both to back off. She goes to back up, slips in the milk and cracks her skull on the counter. And (laughs) again, Ginger's like, oops. Suddenly they hear mom and dad coming home from the grocery store and they panic. I got to give them this though. They were really fucking quick to, to come up with this, this cover. (laughs) Like they moved fast. Yep. So mom and dad walk in and find ginger lying in, in a puddle of blood and milk while Bridget takes photos. Mom gets pissed and tells them no more murders in the house and clean it up. (laughs) And this, this is disgusting. Because dad just looks horrified as he does. And he was also eating something again. Because mom was like waiting till dinner. And he's shoving <laughs> food in his face. Maybe she's a horrible cook. He's uh, that the munchies. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. He's just stoned all the time. That's why he's so confused. He's one of Sam's <laughs> customers. <laughs> but <laughs> so Ginger like licks the blood off her hands. And says, corn syrup, daddy, wants some? And just, like, lifts her bloody hand up to him. Like, that's fucked up. <laughs> like, yep. I know. Uh, we really would have tasted it. Because I don't think it was really corn syrup. Oh, no, no. That was that was Trina blood. <laughs> but mom goes to put away the uh, the meat in the in the deep freeze out in the garage. And Bridget goes to interrupt her by, and, by asking, what do guys want? Now, we see mom has opened the freezer. And we see Trina's body laying in the freezer but mom hasn't noticed yet and as soon as bridget says mom what do guys want that's it that's all she's gonna see she don't see nobody in the fridge she <laughs> sees her girl asking her for help so <laughs> we cut want to... a toy vagine right <laughs> i love it though because we cut to bob sitting in the den with ginger and bridget bridget just looks horrified and mom goes and that's what men really want. <laughs> and it's like, I want to know what she told them because Bridget looks so scared. And Ginger just looks grossed out. Yep. <laughs> so Bob tells the girls to go to bed and then she heads off to bed herself. The girls instead go to dispose of the body and bury it under their old playhouse. Now, while retrieving the body from the freezer, they have to chip Trina out with a, with a screwdriver. She's like, she's already frozen. I was like, that's one hell of a deep freezer. That was money well spent. Seriously. (laughs) 
but while they're they're chipping her out, they break off Chekhov's fingers. <laughs> so we break off two of uh, Trina's fingers. And while they're bringing her around back, they drop them without knowing. So they're ba- they bury her in the playhouse. And I like what Ginger says here, because she tells Bridget, don't worry. No one ever thinks chicks do shit like this. Trust me, a girl can only be a slut, a bitch, tease, or the virgin next door. We'll just coast on how the world works. I was like, that's kind of smart, actually. <laughs> I like that line. But uh, Bridget tells Ginger <laughs> that she can't go out anymore and that they need to make her mom think that she's at school and make school think she's homesick, at least until the coast is clear and they can run away and get as far from there as possible. And then we slow zoom on the fingers laying in the yard. Dun, dun, dun. So some time passes and we see missing persons posters for Trina being hung up all over the place. Cut to school where the kids are talking about Trina being dead. Other ones are being called to the principal's office while to, to help the police with their investigation. Now, uh, the the voice on the announcer of the announcer's voice apparently mm-hmm. is Lucy Lawless. Really? Yep. Mm-hmm. She was un, uncredited for that. And earlier in the film, there are two students paged overhead. And one is Theodore Ramey and the other one is Sam Ramey. Interesting. Yeah. I thought that was pretty fun. But uh, so Bridget is walking to class when suddenly Jason grabs her and shoves her into a storage room. We see how fucked up he is. Like, he's obviously turning at this point. And you know he smell because he's wearing the same fucking clothes <laughs> that he was bleeding all over. But he's got like, like you in said, some her, cultures, her when you have your period, you're not supposed to bathe. Oh, well, he did have his dick period. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> But as you as you said earlier, he has the face herp. Yep. Herp and, uh, derp. He's definitely got his fangs and, and, and talons and he just looks all sorts of fucked up. And he tells her he wants to know where he goes, is Ginger avoiding me? And she's like, what are you talking about? He's like, I can't find her. I need to talk to her. And he goes on about how uh, he killed his dog for fun last night. He's like, what the <laughs> fuck is going on with me? And then saved by the janitor. <laughs> the old man janitor walks in and is like, what's going on? And Jason takes off and then Bridget thanks him and leaves. Now we cut to yet another awkward dinner with the family. And uh, mom wants to know what the hell's going on. The girls play dumb and mom reveals that the school called wanting to know if Ginger is feeling better, saying that the cops wanted to talk to her about a fight with the missing girl. Ginger gets up and leaves. Bridget goes to follow. Mom stops her and wants to know what's going on. Now, this is where Bridget notices Monk's hood conveniently laying on mom's crafting table <laughs> and asks where she got it. She tells her, oh, at a crafting store. Now, give me some answers. <laughs> and Bridget tells her that Trina tried to beat her up because Jason liked her and Ginger better. So instead, Ginger beat up Trina. Mom is flabbergasted and wants to go talk to Ginger. But Bridget tells her, Ginger thinks it's cool that you let us figure out stuff on our own. And I love this because suddenly mom's like, oh, well, I was okay. wondering. <laughs> yeah, she goes, I was wondering if that worked. It's like, she's she's so naive. Very. But Bridget goes to find Ginger and finds her uh, trying to slice her tail off in the bathroom. She stops her, shows her the monk's hood, and tells her tomorrow we'll find out how to use it, and then we'll get as far away from here as possible. And... Ugh, like the, the slicing of the fucking tail, man. That was like, I know it's just... You know, prosthetic, but it looked so fucking gnarly. Yeah. 
So we see uh, Bridget sleeping with a baseball bat, clearly scared of her sister. And the next morning, Ginger gets up to go to the bathroom. Bridget jumps up quickly, fully dressed, and barricades her in the bathroom. Ginger flips out, yelling at her to let her out. And Bridget tells her that she doesn't want to she doesn't want her to hurt herself or anyone else. And she's got to go deal with the cure. Cut to Bridget and Sam. They figure out the best way to use it is to dra- to directly inject it. So Sam tells her it's risky. There's no way to know the correct dose. But she tells him it's better than ending up as roadkill. So they get to work. So now we, we got to have a montage because you got to have a montage. Even Rocky had a montage. Exactly. We get to them a uh, montage of them creating the cure intercut with ginger freaking out in the bathroom and clawing and ramming the door until she's bloody, which that just looked fucking painful. Like her nails were all fucking bloody. There's claw marks all over the bathroom door. Yep. Like, yeesh. but he tells her worst case scenario or no, it's, I'm sorry. Sam, uh, hands her the syringe full of, of serum. And he goes, understand you may kill her. <laughs> I thought for a second you said se- semen. <laughs> yes, the syringe of purple semen. <laughs> it looked like some tussin in there. That's what it looked like. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> hey, maybe that's the cure for werewolves. Put some tussin on it. <laughs> Has anyone ever tried that? No, I don't think so. <laughs> Listeners, let us know. <laughs> if you find yourself turning into a lycanthrope, get some robotussin. But... <laughs> So, yeah, Sam hands her the the syringe and says, understand, you may kill her trying to save her. She looks at him and he he knew it was for Ginger the whole time. He goes, worst case scenario, you put her out of her misery. So Bridget goes home, finds the bathroom door broken off its hinges and the room wrecked. Cut to Ginger arriving at school, bleeding from the head. (laughs) She runs over to the stoner friends and asks if they've seen Jason and they're like, um, you, you got some blood. <laughs> they're like pointing at her. <laughs> she just laughs it off and goes, so are you going to the greenhouse bash tonight? And they're like, uh, yeah. And she's like, I'm in charge of the prizes. You too could be a winner. And she flashes them. Now, we don't get to see, but they both, they don't really look happy about what they see. <laughs> and because <laughs> they're probably like teats. Well, that's what I'm getting at. Because later on, we do see she's growing some dog teats. <laughs> so I'm wondering if they were just like, uh, there's six nipples. What do we do? Because <laughs> we also get the guidance counselor's reaction. He's like, uh, G- G- Ginger, and, and my, my office. <laughs> like, he looks horrified, too. <laughs> but I, in fact, the look on his face is uh it, it's pretty much oh god what was don Knotts' character in three three's company uh furley mr, mr. Furley? furley he had mr furley's face like whenever he would discover jack doing something that was vaguely uh making him look like he was gay <laughs> he was like oh, oh i didn't see nothing and he was, <laughs> like that's the look the guidance counselor had yes yes he did <laughs> oh god so we cut to bridget running to school she hears a kid screaming and goes to investigate and finds Jason just like shaking a child. <laughs> like, what was he doing to that kid? He was just, he had him by the shoulder and was just shaking him. And she interrupts him, getting his attention. He turns and pounces on her. 
She stabs him in the neck with the syringe and injects it. He falls over seemingly dead, then springs up confused, and he's like, I I, I gotta get to class. <laughs> he just walks away. <laughs> <laughs> so, but he talked in his normal voice, so clearly the serum worked. Bridget arrives at school. She's called to the guidance counselor's office. When she knocks on the door, Ginger reaches out and grabs her, yanking her in. We find out that she killed the teacher, and she's looking a lot more wolfy. Like, her eyes are starting to turn. Her hands are fucked up. She's got, like, more more than just the two fangs now. She's got man hands. <laughs> she's got man, probably the dog teats at this point. Yep. Uh, <laughs> that's why everyone was horrified. But she keeps accusing Bridget of betraying her. And Brid- Bridget finally stands up for to her sister, telling her that she's fucked up enough already and they have to get this fixed. They decide to wait until everybody leaves and then they're going to clean up the mess. So we cut to mom and dad gardening and uh, <laughs> Bob overhears her husband sounding horrified. He's like, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> and she goes over and finds two fingers and laughs it off going, oh, it's from the girl's death project. See, they're fake. But when she picks them up, you can tell that she knows something's up. Mm-hmm. And then we cut to her putting them in Tupperware. She even burps the Tupperware that I was crying. I was laughing so hard. I'm like, she even burped it. <laughs> That's how it keeps fresh. It's so damn funny, though. It really is. So she throws the fingers in the fridge. And then uh, after school, Bridget leaves Ginger in the office and tells her to stay there while she goes to get something to clean it up with. This is where the unfortunate janitor finds Ginger. Bridget comes back with his cart of cleaning supplies. And we find the the half-dead janitor crawling away from Ginger. Ginger beats and toys with him, basically like throwing him around the hallway. And uh, while Bridget begs her to stop, she realizes that the the janitor isn't dead yet and begs Ginger to let her help him. But Ginger finishes him off. Bridget (laughs) (laughs) Bridget realizes here that Ginger likes what she's becoming and she doesn't want to change back. And we get this whole conversation where she uh, talks about how turning into a werewolf is like touching yourself. (laughs) <laughs> that is just fucking bonkers. Right. She's like talking about how it makes her feel alive. <laughs> you don't know until you turn into a werewolf, so. Yeah, well, I mean, hey, maybe. <laughs> I mean, there was that old, oh, God, what was that? Oh, my God, no, I can't remember the name of it. There was that documentary that Arnold Schwarzenegger and a bunch of other freaking bodybuilders like Lou Ferrigno, they, they made some kind of like, docu-movie back in like the early 80s and Schwarzenegger uh, talks about how pumping I think it was actually called pumping iron uh, it, it talks about pumping iron is like coming <laughs> I was like excuse me he says, oh, you watched some really fucked up shit when you were a kid <laughs> no this this was when I was much older because people told me how funny the documentary was <laughs> and uh, I, it, it is fucking hilarious like because it's so bad it's hilarious but Seeing a goofy young Schwarzenegger be like, why wouldn't I love to lift weights? It's like coming. I get to come all day. I was like, okay. That's really weird. A syringe of semen. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. I wonder if his is purple. Probably. A little bit of blood in it. Um. Get that checked out. (laughs) So 
we uh, basically Ginger tries to convince Bridget to let her infect her. And she tells her, uh, Bridget says, I'd rather be dead. And this is where Ginger flips on her talking about they had a pact out by 16 or dead in the scene, but but together forever. Ginger tells her to stay out of her way. And she goes, I'll tell Sam you said hi. And she walks away. Now we cut to mom digging in the playhouse and finding dead Trina. We see Bridget. What's this? A dead Lewis? A dead <laughs> Trina? It's a dead Trina. We see uh, Bridget running toward the greenhouse party when mom pulls up and tells her to get in the van. Basically, she lets Bridget know that she knows what's going on by handing her the Tupperware fingers. <laughs> and they, they both head to the greenhouse party. So we cut to the party where Ginger arrives in most in, in like partially woofy form. Like now we see her skin's all fucked up. She's got blonde hair. There's like fur coming off of her. Yeah, she's just really weird looking. Uh, and, she'll play, and all of a sudden, Shitara walks into the room. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> exactly. And she goes to Sam's room where she kind of corners him and begins taking her clothes off. And this is where we see the dog nipples. Yep. <laughs> We're like, wait a second. She has teats. Damn teats. <laughs> yeah, we don't get dead. Well, we do get damn wolf titties later. But mom and Bridget arrive. And mom tells Bridget to go get Ginger. And she tells her that she has a plan to blow up their house and skip town. Just the three of them. And she's like, wait, what about dad? She's like, oh, he'll just blame me. Everyone will. <laughs> We're better on our own. So she's just going to fucking blow up their house. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I mean, what else are you going to do? I, I guess, yeah. When you find fingers in your yard, you got to do something. <laughs> Always have a contingency plan. <laughs> so Bridget heads inside the party, and this is where we see Ginger attempting to fuck Sam. Uh, he's understandably scared and shoves Ginger off of him. And she acts like he hurt her by throwing her off. Bridget makes her way to Sam's bedroom just in time to see Ginger grab Sam's arm and break it. She freaks out, yelling at her sister, to, saying, take me, just stop hurting everyone. Take me. And uh, she goes, you ruin everything that isn't about you. Bridget grabs a knife, cuts her palm, cuts Ginger's palm, and then they clasp hands. So she infects herself. And they go to leave. Meanwhile, mom out in the, the van <laughs> like, is just getting a little antsy. So she goes into the party looking for her daughters. Bridget and uh, Ginger see mom coming in. So they sneak out the back. Sam comes up behind him and clocks Ginger with a shovel. <laughs> I love this because it was just like dong. Like it made the like <laughs> the metal clang. Sound. Yep. Very cartoony. So Bridget freaks out on him, telling him that the cure actually worked, but she had to use it on someone else. But there's more monks hood at her house, and she was trying to get Ginger back there. So Sam's like, well, fuck, I didn't know. Why didn't you tell me? <laughs> so she's like, help me get her back there. So they get her into the back of his van and take off. Now, while in the van, we see that Bridget's starting to turn. Her, her wound on her hand is already healed. She's starting to feel the effects of it. He's freaking out, saying, we got to get you cured. And she was like, no, Ginger first. And we hear Ginger in the back going through changes. <laughs> <laughs> we cut back there and we see the, the werewolf transformation scene, which, as I mentioned, in American Werewolf, there's no other transformation scene that even comes close. 
This one is done in very quick shots, so at least it's not the howling transformation where we were waiting forever. We're um, still waiting. Yeah, exactly. It's still not done. <laughs> <laughs> what, 31 years later? Yep. It's it's mm. still going. But um No, 41. Oh, oh yeah. Oh god, yeah, 40. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, I feel old now. Um but yeah, so it, it's 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 an interesting changing sequence. I kind of like the way the werewolf looks in this where it's not like a bipedal werewolf. I like the the all fours, you know, more beast werewolves like uh, the Kessler wolf and American werewolf. I, I do like those because we don't see a lot of them. Mm-hmm. So um, they arrive back at their house and back the, the van into the garage. They go around back to let Ginger out. They notice that the door is unlatched and Sam goes, fuck, I've been meaning to fix that. He looks in the back window. Ginger busts out of the door. Now, we don't see her yet, but she busts out of the door, throwing Sam into the wall and runs off into the house. Bridget realizes that the monk's hood is inside and they have to go in to get it. But the werewolf is in there. So we get the the fun, spooky funhouse scene where they're like creeping around like the fucking Scooby gang in the, in the house while we hear Ginger like wrecking shit in other rooms. They quickly gather up the ingredients to work on the serum. They hide in the closet and start making the uh, the the cure. <laughs> so they make a dose. Figure that they'll go out. Uh, what was it Sam said he was gonna di- he was gonna distract Ginger? Or no, I'm sorry. Sam Sam said he was gonna go into the the living room while Bridget distracts Ginger, and then he would give her the dose. So he goes to open the door, and Ginger yanks Sam out of the closet and attacks him forcing his body against the door, trapping Bridget in the closet like R. Kelly. (laughs) (laughs) Eventually, she sees uh, a a pool of blood, like, coming up under the door, and she hears the growls of her sister kind of fade uh, fade away into the house. So (laughs) So she sneaks out of the closet, finds the syringe, and goes to look for Ginger. As she heads down into the basement, she gets woozy and kind of tumbles down the stairs, dropping the syringe, which falls under the stairs. She then gets up, tries to get the syringe, but can't reach it. Here's Sam call out and sees the trail of blood that goes deeper into the basement. So she follows the trail and sees a very hurt Sam and a fully werewolf ginger standing over him on all fours. Bridget crawls over to her on her hands and knees and starts lapping up Sam's blood which was just fucking gross. And then she pukes it right up. Yep. Well, that's the thing. When she starts lapping up the blood, that seems to satisfy Ginger, who also begins lapping up his blood. And there's this great shot where it's like Sam is is dying. He's like kind of doing that like short burst breath. Like he's like, <gasps> like trying to get a breath in, bleeding from the neck. And Ginger's on one side of him in a full werewolf form, drinking his blood. And Bridget's on all four is full human form drinking his blood like it's just it was a really interesting shot but bridget tries to hold it back and yep ends up puking which pisses ginger off so bridget looks at her and tells her i can't i won't ginger snarls and kills sam by biting his throat out she then rushes after bridget so bridget goes and hides behind the water heater which is way too big for uh ginger to get or way too small for ginger to get behind so she's, you know, snapping her jaws at her, can't reach her. Bridget slides under the, the stairs, gets the syringe. Ginger tries to chase her into there. She can't get to her. And uh, Bridget busts out the drywall and goes into their bedroom. Now, 
this part is this. I will give the movie this. This is actually pretty fucking creepy. While she's barricading the door and you think she's safe for a moment, you just hear the low growl from the shadows. And it's like, oh, she's already in here, isn't she? (laughs) Yep. It's like, well, fuck. So Ginger uh, is like slowly coming out of the shadows toward Bridget. Bridget grabs the knife that Ginger had tried to use to cut her tail off with. So she's brandishing the knife and the syringe. And she's telling Ginger, I won't die in this room with you. Ginger jumps at her, tackles her off the bed. And, you know, Bridget realizes that Ginger stopped trying to bite her and looks down and that she had jumped onto the knife. So she rolls her sister off of her. Ginger kind of whimpers and growls a little bit. You know, Ginger crawls like she look or I'm sorry. Bridget looks around the room, sees the photos of her and her sister and then looks at the werewolf. This is where we see that wolf titty. (laughs) Yes. There's there is a human titty alongside them wolf teats. <laughs> um, but Bridget goes over to her and she lays her head on her sister until her breathing stops. Like you see her chest rising and falling and eventually it stops. So Bridget cries. We pan out, fade to black credits the end. Dun, dun, dun. But is she really dead? Oh, Ginger dead. <laughs> but I now I haven't seen the sequel in a while. I can't remember. Did the serum just not work or did Bridget just not take it? Because I don't she's, remember. She's the werewolf in part two. Because I want to say it, it takes place at like a mental asylum and, and she's she's turning. I don't remember. I haven't seen the second one in a really long time. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was probably going to watch it sometime this week. It's been forever. Yeah, it's it's probably been at least a good 12, 12 or 13 years since I've seen the second one. So for some reason, I've watched the third one more, and I think it's just because it's more of like an action film. And it's one of those movies that's easy to put on in the background while I'm doing other stuff. Yeah, but plus it's kind of its own story. There's there's really no, you know, continuation. It, it, it wraps up nicely. <laughs> so but uh, yeah, so that's that's Ginger Snaps. Um, we already mentioned stuff like that John Fawcett refused to use any uh, CGI, um, just opting for all, you know, practical and prosthetics. Um, and then this, this I found interesting, e- even though Catherine Elizabeth was supposed to be playing Emily Perkins, older sister, she's actually four years younger than her. Um, the film was only shot in six weeks. So that's considering all Impressive. the effects. Yeah, like that's a lot of effect shots in six weeks. So, and then uh, I I thought this was kind of funny. Along with the coincidence of the stars, uh, Catherine Elizabeth, uh, God, Catherine Isabel and Emily Perkins uh, auditioning on the same day. Both actresses were born in the same hospital, attended the same preschool, elementary school and private school and worked through the same talent agency. (laughs) (laughs) Like, so it's just all these coincidences. And this is where they met (laughs) was on this movie. Well, smack my ass and call me George. (laughs) <laughs> exactly <laughs> sure <Cool>. why not <laughs> I'll just oh, say George 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh boy but I don't know do you guys have any any thoughts on this I mean it's it really I mean we didn't say a lot we just kind of ran through the movie but it's I don't know this is one of those those werewolf movies I really like like it's very easy to watch for me yeah, same. Yeah, it's easy on the eyes. I mean, yeah, it's easy watch. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, let, let, let's 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 not bury the lead here. I mean, Catherine Elizabeth, Isabel is uh, she's freaking gorgeous. So especially like once you get to like see no evil two and American Mary, like she's a very pretty woman. But Maybe. not the kind that, you know, goes not after Richard Gere. No, yeah. not not uh, the annoying uh, kind with the giant mouth. Yeah. <laughs> She could just detach her jaw and devour everything. <laughs> Maybe she should have played the werewolf. <laughs> they wouldn't have needed many special effects. Nope. Up. <laughs> oh, God. We, t- we talked about this on the Flatliners episode, but every every freaking time I, I think of her, I think of the, the Family Guy bit where she's, like, accepting an award, just going, me, me, <laughs> like, yes. louder and louder. <laughs> Oh, man. But uh, might as well throw our social medias in here then. So uh, we are the Boogeyman's Closet on both Facebook and Instagram, if you're not already following us. Maurice handles our Twitter. And what is that good, sir? At Boogeyman's The. We also have a Patreon, if you guys are interested in that sort of thing. It's all of our episodes unedited, uh, as well as one, at least one uh, special episode per month that's only available on Patreon for $3.00. Anything higher than that gets you stuff like birthday picks, uh, special episodes, artwork in the mail, stuff like that. We are also part of the Rad Pantheon group, which uh, if you're not following, check it out on all the social media platforms under Rad Pantheon, as well as radpantheon.com. It's basically an art collective of podcasters, artists, musicians, photographers, all sorts of fun people, lots of cool projects on there. So if you like this show, Check it out. You're bound to find other shows that you enjoy and a lot of artwork and music to like. So check out RadPantheon.com. And for those of you that like to watch our next movie before we cover it, our next episode is 135, The Wolfman. From 1941, starring the great Lon Chaney Jr. Or I'm sorry, episode 136. God, what am I saying? 135. Yes. Episode 136. This was 135. Your coffee hasn't kicked in still, has it? No, it really hasn't. I am very tired, folks. <laughs> so. <laughs> but yes, so our 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 second Universal Monster movie. It's it's uh it's been a while. It's not since we did uh monster movies where we covered yeah, Creature Creature Black Lagoon. Yeah. We talked all about the the cocaine balloons and the and the porn being filmed. Yep. <laughs> I, I guess I guess we're going in reverse order of how they came out. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. <laughs> well, we 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 will one day cover. I, I'm sure the Bride uh, of Frankenstein. Absolutely. Uh, yes, I, I I I Frank Frankenstein and Bride of Frankenstein will definitely be on here. Dracula, I'm sure, will be on here. Um, the Mummy. You know, we're we're at least going to get the classics. Um, I don't know how many of the sequels we'll get we'll get into. But uh, we have talked many times about doing a classic month where we cover a bunch of universal stuff or just, you know, uh, stuff from that era. Um, so we'll we'll see. I don't know if we'll we'll ever cover any of the silent films, but <laughs> I know that we will we will definitely get more universal movies on here. But all righty, guys. Well, I think we're going to wrap it up here. So uh, as always, this is Mike saying goodbye. Hey, yo. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>
Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed what you heard, follow us on Instagram at the Boogeyman's Closet, where you can stay up to date with everything we have planned. Peter, Peter, Peter.